0: Section 66 of the Catholic's Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Catholic's Ready Answer by the Rev. M. P. Hill. Section 66. Original Sin. Protestant View. Human nature, in consequence of Adam's sin, is utterly depraved as the roman church does not consider concupiscence sin that is only another proof that she has an erroneous conception of sin catholic teaching the objection though quite invalid has at least the merit of taking its stand on christian revelation our answer to it will have the same christian basis the doctrine of the total depravity of human nature in consequence of adam's fall is certainly not grounded in scripture for otherwise as man cannot rid himself of his nature he cannot rid himself of sin and the scriptures could not speak of the just and the unjust as they do in so many places nor could scripture require us as it does most explicitly to renounce him nor could st paul after a long enumeration of grievous sins first corinthians six eleven place sin and innocence in such sharp opposition when he adds in such some of you were but you are washed but you are sanctified but you are justified in the name of our lord jesus christ in the spirit of our god the catholic church is right in regarding concupiscence as a different thing from sin concupiscence being but an inclination to sin sin is a transgression of god's commands mortal or grievous sin is a deliberate renunciation of god and eternal salvation concubescence on the other hand is not a matter of free and deliberate choice the suggestions of concubescence come unbidden and it is only by consenting to them that we sin the purest and holiest are not entirely free from concubescence the very persons whom saint paul describes as cleansed from their sins are exhorted by him to struggle against concubescence, for otherwise even those who are justified will lapse into all manner of sins and forfeit sanctifying grace. C.F. Colossians 3, 5, and following. The Catholic Church's conception of sin is proved to be the correct one by the very distinction she makes between concubescence and sin. Even original sin, or the sin of our origin, is in very truth sin it is a state of sin resulting not from any act of ours but from the act of our first parents that we inherit the state of sin till released from it by sanctifying grace we know only by revelation the catholic church commits herself to this doctrine without any hesitation it has been the traditional doctrine of the church from the beginning the reformers conception of original sin was a novelty and could find no foothold in the sacred writings or in the teachings of the fathers according to the reformers original sin is identical with concupiscence and as concupiscence remains after baptism no real change of state is produced by baptism its only effect being that our sins are as it were covered over by the baptismal rite, and justice is imputed to us by god but let any follower of the reform open the new testament and turn to the fifth chapter of st paul's epistle to the romans in verses twelve eighteen and nineteen he will find the apostle describing a state of real and veritable sin inherited by the children of adam as by one man sin entered into this world and by sin death and so death passed upon all men in whom all have sinned therefore as by the offence of one unto all men to condemnation So also by the justice of one unto all men to justification of life. For as by the disobedience of one man many were made sinners, so also by the obedience of one many shall be made just. If all have sinned in one, if all have been under condemnation, if all have been made sinners by the sin of one man, there could be no question here of our being born merely into a state of concubescence, but into a state of sinfulness the more so as the apostle contrasts the state produced by original sin with that of justice or moral and supernatural goodness but the opposite of moral goodness is moral badness or sinfulness and not an involuntary inclination to sin which is concubescence the sin of adam was therefore transmitted to his entire race as he was constituted by god not only the father but also in a special sense the moral head of the human family a stigma of sinfulness was to come upon every one of his descendants in case he sinned himself just as in past history many a subject who has rebelled against his king as thereby forfeited all the lands and titles he had previously received from the free bounty of his sovereign not only for himself but for all his descendants as well It is not for us to inquire how or why things were so ordered by the divine wisdom, but the fact is so impressive that it cannot help awakening deep reflection in every serious mind on the enormity of any grievous offence against the infinite and all-holy God. But God has not left us without a remedy for this moral infection that accompanies us at our entrance into life. Baptism awaits us at the threshold of our existence. And the sanctifying grace imparted by it restores if not the special privileges of our first parents at least that supernatural life which is the germ of our eternal life with god baptism does not merely cover up our sin nor is righteousness merely imputed to us on our reception of baptism an intrinsic change is produced in the soul let anyone who holds the Reformed doctrine on the effects of baptism reflect seriously on the import of those expressions of scripture in which the effects of baptism are alluded to let him ask himself what significance he has attached to such phrases as born again of water john three five and the lava of regeneration i e the cleansing of the new birth titus three five the second birth any significance unless the new life it imparts is intrinsically better than the old could any such metaphor as born again or the new birth be used with any propriety if it could be explained as a mere covering over of our sins or as our having justice imputed to us without the reality of justice or does not the cleansing imply the removal of what defiles and is not the lava of regeneration, therefore, a real and true removal of sin. Scripture is a stumbling-block and must always prove such to the innovations and in doctrine introduced in the sixteenth century End of section sixty six